What is up, you guys? You're listening to Coffee with Callie. I am your host, Callie Original. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. David Rodriguez, also known as Streets and Avenues and D. Rodriguez Picks. And how's it going, sir? Oh, man, it's going wonderful, man. Thanks for uh, inviting me on here. Thank you for making time and inviting me into your home. And You have a very nice office, man. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Put a little time into it. Got so some beautiful artwork up here too. Definitely, definitely a lot to look at. It's a lot to take in in the first time. So, so I'm spinning <laughs> around the chair. It's all good. So, my first question for you is: Where did your love for photography come from? Um, <clears throat> well, there was an an instance when my dad was doing a photo shoot with his car Technicolor, his 76 Caprice glass house for Andy's Hydraulics. And I was just a little kid and um, he took me there to the photo shoot and it was for an ad for Lowrider. And he, uh, he just, you know, the girl wanted to lay across the hood and I heard him say, you're not laying across my hood. And I, I was like, didn't understand it, you know, like why, why can't she lay across the hood? Uh, he probably had a hundred hours in that paint job just on the hood with all the patterns, you know? So, um, now I get it oh, now, yeah. now, now that I do that for a living too, as well. So, uh, watching that photo shoot, it, it kind of, uh, ingrained in my brain somehow, uh, in high school, I end up, uh, only reason why I went to school is I took photo in high school. I think that was the only class I did well in, honestly. <laughs> so... That in a nutshell, I think it just stayed, some something just implanted in there, and it just stayed with me for a long time. So I would say it's always been with me. I just never really took it uh, serious or anything, you know, till now. That is awesome, huh? Yeah. So what is your your preferred style of photography? More, you like shooting models, or you just, you're just open to shoot whatever catches your eye? Um, for the most part... Everybody sees the fact that I do the, the pinup stuff. Um, I like cars and beautiful women. I mean, I've been around that my whole life. I mean, you know, my dad was in a car club. You know, we did the car shows, um, all that stuff. So I would say that that's a big influence is uh, the, the girls in the cars. And the Loretta magazine, when it first came out, um, was uh, they started to put more girls as time went on and I started noticing that. <clears throat> so, uh, I would say, um, pinup, pinup style, um, you know, not particularly just on one style, like just hot rods and girls. I would say even the low riders, I love them with passion. I love rat rods. I love uh, anything with wheels. And I would say for, for the women, you know, anything, they just highlight your vehicle, man. These guys work really hard, um, to make their cars beautiful, man. And whatnot, better to have a beautiful woman compliment that and stand right next to it man you know it makes a guy proud man i think that's awesome yeah man. it does and you want to put it in the best light possible highlight that man's work and that beautiful girl so that's my take on it that's what i like and that's what i enjoy and it's more the experience too and i see that you're very very active on instagram i mean that you're it's like you're always working with models and it mm -hmm. seems like you're always busy 
Um, I have been um, the past two years. Um, I've kind of cranked it up a little bit. Um, after the old man passed, um, I kind of fell off a little bit. Took a hiatus. Uh, even with the clothing line, I kind of just backed off. I, I didn't feel... I didn't feel uh, like passionate about anything at that moment. I think I just needed some time off. So um, that that could be a reason why you're starting to see uh, me working more. It, it, it's um, you just got to get over that little lump, that little speed bump, and then boom, it just takes off, man. And then you start people start noticing that energy that you're putting out there, and uh, creativeness, and. and uh, the power of attraction, the law of attraction, it, it uh, brings people towards you. And you don't, you don't have to have, uh, you know, a lot of money or anything. It's being creative uh, and people seeing that you're out there working and doing positive things. People want to gravitate towards that. I really do believe in uh, positive energy, putting that out there, and uh, you will receive that back. Yes, I, it works. I completely agree with you. It works, man. I've been doing it for a while now, and I am blown away at uh, the abundance of cool stuff that's been happening to me uh, with just narrowing down uh, friends, getting rid of some people, uh, bring, keeping the same people that actually mean something to you and that help you and like you for who you are. Um, keep those people around. You know, it's not about money. It's not about uh, who's the coolest, but uh, just being genuine, I, I would say, you know, is what's really important to me right now. And sometimes it's it's probably better for, for people to kind of <clears throat> eliminate things that they don't need in their life. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to regroup and and, and find, a, find your reason why you're doing stuff rather than, you know, I, I've just, I've had experiences with people where I just had to kind of step back and watch for a little bit and then i see what their motive was and i'm like you know what nah man it's not for me but thank you thank you for the uh thank you for the lesson and uh the memories i guess right right yeah well you start seeing where people uh what's important to them and it could be something as simple as money it could be something as uh even i i don't understand how some people can um jeopardize a good friendship for something that's so minimal you know it could be something like you know let's just say for a few hundred bucks someone's willing to step on another person's neck for that when uh when you had maybe four or five years of just having great times with someone you know or maybe longer you know and people are willing to see what they can get away with i think and uh i just i just i just really want to be around and this goes for family too. I really just want to be around people that um, possess that positiveness, that have that smile, um, that share um, things that are coming out of their mouth in a positive way, throwing that energy back. So, um, you know, not 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 to x out my family or anything, but there is a lot of negative people in my family that they're always woe is me, woe is me, and I'm like, I, that's not me. I go out and do it. Just go out there and do it, man. No excuses. Don't be scared. Try it. So what if someone laughs? So what if someone's not happy with your work or, you know, something doesn't look right? I, I really don't care. I'm actually just doing it for myself. And uh, so, yeah, in a nutshell, yeah, you just got to kind of clean the slate a little bit, shake that etch-a-sketch, and uh, see who's still there. You know exactly. what I mean? Turn so the lights off see who's still running with you. 
exactly and that's what i just did uh during this whole thing so um this thing i think it was a blessing honestly i think it's like a, an awakening for a lot of people so i don't see it as a bad thing i just think that um uh, ignorance is uh is something that uh it's it's hard to calculate uh people's knowledge on things and believing certain things but you kind of have to do your own research especially with um just 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 basic things in life just basic things in life don't believe everything you hear and that goes with friends you know they might say something you're like hey if that's what you say i don't know i wasn't there so you got to kind of weigh things out you yeah. know the 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 pandemic was kind of a a blessing in disguise, I guess, for me. It gave me a chance to kind of regroup and regather what I wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. right before the pandemic happened, I uh, I had walked away from my career of 17 years. I was just like, you know what? Oh, wow. okay. I, I allowed people to, to get under my skin, I guess. And oh, I didn't realize wow. at the time that you create your own happiness. And, you do. And I was like, you know what? I'm done, man. So I went and did my own thing. And... Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it was a life lesson for me, and it kind of showed me who is still there, mm-hmm. who still wants to be there. And it all goes back to like the original people, just the people that have always been, oh, okay. not even in the scene with me, just people that have been genuine friends. Right, right. And, uh, and a couple that you know were both you know, in the scene and, and real friends. And, uh, and then I was like, you know what? All this shit happened, and I'm sitting here on my sofa watching this shit and just unwind. I'm like, fuck, man. I want to be out there. I want I want to be working again, you know. What, what? Yeah. So I went back in the middle of a fucking pandemic to ride on the ambulance again, and I'm oh, like, okay. I have not. I don't regret it, man. It's I like helping people. Why not? And that was the reason why I did what I did, and, and you know, and it's 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 scary because you see all this shit on the news, and I'm just like, yeah, this shit is real. And some people like, and there's a lot of people that you know, I get it. They're they're tired of being locked up in their house. They're tired right. of not being able to do stuff. But on the flip side of it, I see what's going on. I see what this is doing to people. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's kind of a it's a catch twenty two. I guess it's like yeah, I want to be out there without a mask too, but I know what can happen if you don't take care of yourself if you're already sick and stuff. So. Well, my wife's a nurse, so we 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 talk a lot about stuff. She just got done telling me some some ER stories today. Yeah, it's, so she it's, was quite interesting. It's, and I just shook my head. I was it's like, interesting. I said, babe. I don't know what to say, but that, <laughs> but that's a funny story. <laughs> but yeah. So, so I mean the, the pandemic, it helped me regather myself because even, I, even photography wise, I think the last thing I did was the super show. And I think I did like a shoot with a, with a buddy of mine. Cause we were going to do the whole streets of Arizona page. And, uh, I was like, you know what, man, I don't even feel like doing this shit. And then oh, just, just sitting there and, building the photography business since I wasn't doing anything else. Mm. I was just like, you know what? This is what I love to do also. Let's let's just do it. Let's go back into photography. Let's Well what'd you do before? You said seventeen years. Oh I was the EMT. That's that's what I EMT? walked out. Are yeah. you still doing that yeah. now? Yeah. Okay, that's okay. what I went back got, to. Gotcha. So Well we gotta put uh you know food on the table still. Oh, yeah. So um that's why I'm still painting cars. But uh working for Carvana right now nights, um getting off at two in the morning uh, driving on the freeway and seeing uh, <laughs> uh, the signs say, get off now, uh, wrong way driver coming towards you. I'm like, shit, is, let me get off now. I'm scary. like, this is what's driving 
in Arizona at 2.30 in the night, you know, from Tolleson to North Phoenix on 101. And it tells you to get off the down freeway. You better get yeah. off the down freeway. And then a trooper just blows right by me, man. He's like trying to get ahead, you know. So, yeah, it's been interesting working nights. Um, uh, saw some crazy stuff on the way. A lady was screaming coming out of <laughs> out of uh, a canal, uh, coming out of Tolleson. I ha I couldn't I didn't know where she was coming from. I just heard the screams. Someone pulled over in a truck in a little dirt little dirt island and uh, all I heard was a girl screaming, man. It was just weird stuff you catch at night. So I'm sure you see a lot of weird stuff, man. Oh yeah. You know, if you're Definitely. working you're working 24-hour shifts, so um yeah. Um interesting stuff being out mm -hmm. there at night. And to, to be fair with the wrong way drivers, there are some weird ass intersections here to get on the freeway. Oh, I know, absolutely, dude. Absolutely, it can be confusing. Oh yeah, it yeah. It, it even uh, like the intersections on Grand. It took me a while to kind of. Oh, can I turn hey, here? I went down the wrong way once down in Phoenix, man. Downtown, I was like, shit. Yeah, I hope they don't think I'm fucking smashed. <laughs> but I accidentally went down one. So, yeah, it was uh, interesting. Uh, Fine, you know, but you know, there's one ways in, in, in NorCal and in San Jose where I'm from. There's First Street and they're all one ways too. So you can catch, I've seen people go down the wrong way down that in, in NorCal too. So I think but. in Blythe there's two one way streets. So oh, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You might, you might be the only guy that finds them and goes down them, <laughs> right. you know. So, so it took some getting used to out yeah, here, especially yeah. the traffic. But yeah, it's all good. I love it here. Oh, I. That's probably the best decision I ever made is coming yeah. out here. I tell a lot of people that. I said, you know, they, they asked me, and I got all my buddies still in California and San Jose, and uh, most of them moved uh, out to Central Valley because it's too expensive to live in the Bay Area. But I tell them, I said, dude, it's not a bad place to live, but it's too hot here. Don't come here. <laughs> it's too hot, bro. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you put up with it. Um, but oh. I think the heat scares a lot of people away, so it, it maintains it. I mean, I, I don't want the houses here to be like, you know, a freaking million dollars a house, dude. That's re retarded. I mean, come on. Really? A million five for a small house in like Los Altos mm -hmm. or, or in, in Palo Alto at a nicer place? A million five. I'm like, dude, that's ridiculous. Get out of here with that crap. It's the same two walls. It's the same roof. It's been since, uh, you know, the beginning when they built that hundred year old house. But now it's a million five. Get out of here. So, yeah, I don't believe any of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> so what brought in uh how'd you get come up with the the name streets and avenues and go a little uh, bit in depth about what that's about um i always wanted to start uh some type of uh uh t-shirt line or something like that and i didn't really <laughs> know what what to call it you know and um i was at a car show in lake havasu and it just something just hit me in the head, dude. I was doing photography first. Um, I think I started in 2012. It's weird, 2012, right there, the big shift. You know, the energy shift is supposed to be the end of times, but I think it was the beginning of some, uh, end of something old that shifted into something new. So that's where we're at now. We're in the middle of this these growing pains right now. That's why everything's go happening right now. We're gonna go into a shift, but. Um, I was in Havasu, man, and um, that, it just popped up in my head that Phoenix, if you stop at Central, you go to the east side, there's streets. If you go to the west side, it's avenues. So I'm like, dude, that's a cool way to say east side, west side. 
Um, so streets and avenues came too, and um, I, I just think it just screams Phoenix. It screams Arizona, you know, the grid. You know, it's just basically the grid. You got avenues on the west side. You got streets on the on the east side. So, I think it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a car guy to rep it. I think um, it's just people that belong to anything. You can be a tattoo parlor on the east side. Shit, man, you in the streets, dude. Tattoo parlor out here in the west side, man. You're on the west side. You know that's the abs. That's mm -hmm. avenues. So east side, west side, streets and avenues. It kind of came too. And I just kind of tied it into the photography thing and then the cars and then the pinup. But it doesn't necessarily have to be put in a box. It, it, just, it just means we're all here on this grid, man. We got this side. We got that side. We're all like one. You know what I mean? We're all here trying to support our families and do the right thing, you know, most of us. So, you know, that's what brought me here to Arizona was to better my life and um, uh, offer more to my children. So, bravo man yeah so what what is uh has there been any collabs with the streets now are you planning anything or is it um not not at the moment i mean i'm doing uh we might do a show called uh respect the locals and uh i'm trying to come up with a date uh with uh melissa zimmer She's a owner of a tattoo parlor, tattoo shop, art gallery out in Peoria uh, called Iron Key Studios. And I've been shooting in that studio upstairs. They just started a photography studio. So there is a room up there that photographers want to go and shoot. They have their rates. Give them a call. Ask for William. Uh, set you guys up. But um, they got a great place to throw a show for art for locals so respect the locals could be coming coming to fruition man hopefully we can find a date and get permits through the city of peoria because it, it's a great little uh, gallery there and she has a really large yard in the back that we can get permission to use for um, it's gravel uh get permission to use for the uh city of peoria so i'm working on that streets and avenues iron key spock and co um, so it'd be like a little Trinity there working on that. So that's basically, uh, the, the newest thing. I have a show named Tacos and Rons that we've been doing for about five years. You can look that up on YouTube. There's a bunch of little independent videos up for Tacos and Rons. And, uh, I think we had close to 800 to a thousand people in a little oh, backyard. Wow. Yeah. So I think we fit up to 60 cars in that, in that, uh, horse property. All grass. Um, there was a shop back there where we do photo shoots. We drive them in, drive them out. Uh, Streets and Avenues is probably pretty much well known for the uh, the tacos and rods um, backyard get together, a little shindig that we've been doing. It it would have been six years doing it, but we called it off. So you know, everyone understands what's going on. Yeah, so, definitely. So it's the best best reason to, and you know, and I understand it. The liability is what scares people the most. Everybody doesn't want to be liable for anything. Everyone's scared. And I get it. So liability, man, it's a powerful thing. Definitely. <laughs> Scary. Nobody wants to be responsible for giving something to vid. No, 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 no. Nobody wants to pay for anything. Yeah. You know, so that's what it comes down to, I think. So we won't be doing that for a while. 
I can't be mad at that though. It's no safety and uh, not putting yourself out there to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's their home. Exactly. It's a private private property, so it's a fun show. You have to check out those videos. Definitely, they're out there. That was gonna be my next question because I was looking at your shirt and I've seen it on your website. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a show. Actually, uh, La Locota and uh, Spock did this one. Nice. This design. So, yeah, man, it's a fun show. And it's crazy because the last few interviews that I've done, it's like everybody knows everybody. Everybody's worked with everybody. It was Spock. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, I just did a Bonehead. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, yeah, man, I know him. Well, he introduced me to Spock. So that's how that happened because he was pinstriping at all the car shows. I go, hey, man, you know anyone does graphic design? He's like, yeah, I got a homie. Check him out. He's going to be over here. So I showed up that day to an art gallery. Um and uh, art show and uh, in Central Phoenix and uh, he was there so uh, actually Bonehead introduced us and uh, ever since then we've just been friends man so that's awesome yeah it's more than just business it's, hey, just, man, they're, it's they're, just fun stuff they're both dude. good people oh dude it's just fun I don't I the, dude the money aspect thing uh, people get lost in that um, I do a lot of this uh, for the experience um, it, it it's freaking fun. I mean, I feel like a kid when I'm out there. You know, I feel young, um, shooting models, cars, um, joking with the guys, um, just being out there, you know, being pr- productive in a positive way, man, not, you know, causing mayhem, you know, like, you know, some degenerate. You know? <laughs> and it, when you're talking about uh, photography, your style is very unique. You, you have a, a, like, I think that all photographers have, like, their own okay. style, but yours is a little bit. Yours is a little bit different. You have a... Think so? I think... I, I can look at a picture and be like, oh, I know who this photographer is. Yeah. That's just, okay. just me being... Yeah. It's hard know. to notice that when you're on the inside, mm-hmm. but somebody uh, looking from the outside window on t- into the house and seeing what's going on in that house, you just don't know, you know, uh, the difference. I, that's just what I see. Mm-hmm. Like that photo right there of my dad, I mean, that's something I probably would have shot that angle right there. I, that's one of my most favorite shots and very inspiring shot. I have no idea who shot that. That was before they had the the actual ruler sticks, man. <laughs> look at that. Look at that, look at that stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, thanks for uh, noticing that. Um, I, I put a lot of pride into my photography, so um, it means a lot to me. I know um, a lot of people that um, are don't think outside the box or anything they think real simple and i'm i'm I'm, what i'm trying to say is it brings um a lot of joy to a lot of people when they see stuff like that you know Uh, some people you know can't handle someone you know enjoying themselves and at the same time producing something beautiful because there's so much crap out there on facebook i hardly even want to go on facebook because it's so political and uh, there's just a lot of junk out there that's um put in your brain and, 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 and I'm, I'm trying to get away from putting all kinds of junk in my brain. Um, every now and then I'll watch a crappy movie, you know, I think we all do, you know, you want to go into a retard mode. So <laughs> you sit on the couch and you watch something really dumb we all do that once in a while. Oh yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, it's okay to veg out once in a while, <laughs> but shit, not all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, I, here's my next question because I'm curious because, I, I mean, I see you working with a lot of models. Are they locals? How I mean, All local. 
I just I'm like, man, this guy, <laughs> this guy has a portfolio that just speaks for it. I mean, your Instagram is, a, it's just unique because you're just, it's like a different model. It's not like this. Is, thanks. thanks. You, you see, like a lot of of, of people, they post the same Stuff. couple models that you know. Oh, I gotcha. Well, I'm actually I try to reach out to um, models out there. So if there's any models that um, think they have. Uh, the look or 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 they want to advance their portfolio or something i'm trying to work with more professionals but i do see some girls that just naturally have it mm-hmm. and i reach out to those girls um before they even um have like modeling experience i'm like you're naturally you can tell when someone naturally just mm-hmm. looks good on camera and, and knows how to carry themselves i would say not a, actually just being sexy or having you know sex appeals a lot um there's girls that possess that naturally and um it's hard to find that and also too it's hard to find a girl with no tattoos <laughs> yeah so if there's any girls out there with no tattoos uh you're you're more than welcome to dm me because um uh there's a project i want to work on with uh, some of the local pinstripers here um eddie uh, he goes by et he's an old old dog I think he's a Spock's mentor. Um, he wants to do a, a full pinstripe with his Phoenix, you know, with all the swirls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, curly cues. Um, I need a model. I need a canvas. We're going to do her whole body or her whole back and do a photo shoot. So I'm looking for someone that's not heavily tattooed. There you go. <laughs> if you know somebody and that knows somebody with no tattoos. Yeah, that's hard nowadays. Yeah, yeah it so. is. It's it, it's funny because I've actually seen models that you don't think that they have tattoos and uh-huh. then you see them in photos and you're like, wow, you had a whole back piece. <laughs> also too, um, you know, I don't like to discriminate or anything, but there are a lot of people out there with really bad tattoos. And that's probably one of my worst pet, pet peeves is, is the fact that uh, there'll be a, a really hot, beautiful girl with uh, really horrible tattoos. And it just kind of a turn off for me, but um, I don't, you know, veer away from it 100% but it is something that I think about so um yeah really bad tattoos are are something that um, bug me a little bit you know so they're not very eye-pleasing for a photographer (laughs) and it would be kind of actually funny to like you know edit them out and stuff like that because then she'd probably like slap you the next time you see her (laughs) you're like she should walk up to you and just slap you like hey I had a tattoo on my arm (laughs) it's not there anymore but 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 we all have that one tattoo. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean I don't know about you, but everyone's got that's into tattoos has that one mm-hmm. tattoo that's like, shit, what the hell, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, when I got that tattoo, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so that's that's one pet peeve that I have. It's just really bad tattoos, but it's not it's not a game changer. I mean it. We can do things, you know angles we can do uh clothing uh, we can change and also too for the record i just want people to know that um the nudity stuff that people post out there it's i think it's 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 fine it's not something that i'm into i like subtle i like um a model to actually have clothes on and it leaves more to the imagination. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, so, yeah, I know there's a lot of guys out there that really just want to shoot nudes and stuff. Um, I'm not one of those guys. Um, I raised four daughters, and uh, I understand um, some people are into that. Um, you know, women are beautiful, and 
and you know I have respect for them. I hear you, but I, I don't. I don't do nudes. I it's I'm, a respect thing for my wife as well. I'm with you on that. I wouldn't want to post that and then my daughter see that. Oh, you're taking pictures of like no, not like that. But yeah. So like in in the, in the few models that I've I have shot, they've been the you know conservative stuff. I'm you're not right. I'm, I mean, it's cool to see. You know, sometimes models do that, but it's not. Not every oh, yeah. photographer wants that. And so. think about this too. When we were kids growing up, we didn't have the the access mm-hmm. to what you can see now as a young kid. Oh yeah. I'm amazed of what you know. You can just kind of slightly blur something out a little bit, and, and it's fine on Instagram and all that. And I'm not totally against it. I'm just saying that the accessibility to it now is oh, yeah, like, it's super wow, simple. I used to have to steal my grandfather's, uh, rip some pages out right? of the Playboy magazine, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> just rip them up, roll them up, put them in your back pocket, <laughs> go, to, go to the field. <laughs> Me and like four other guys going to the field, showing each other all the Playboy ripouts, you know? <laughs> so. And it's funny that you say about Instagram. Instagram's actually, they're cracking down now. They're they're all even, right. they're, uh, they're taking down old posts. Like I, I've seen models mm. that, have been posting the the shots of them of their message they get and yeah they're the, even the old post they posted something like a couple months ago Instagram is gonna catch it they're gonna okay and then you'll get the threats like they'll be like all right you know you post this is one more we'll cancel your account so it's just like oh yeah I know the music thing I posted a video up with like a song and uh, they 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 locked my uh, they locked me out of my account for playing uh, I think it was a, a blue song. Uh, I can't remember if it was like Lightning Hopkins or, or um, um, some some old uh, blues guy, you know. But I loved it. It set the the mood for the video that I put out there, and um, they they canceled my Instagram, and I was like sad, dude. I was like, wow, I never felt so sad. I was like, I can't get in there. Tacos and Rods is coming up, man. Oh shit. I I sent them a message, and I said I will never do that again. And they they turned it back on. It was really strange how that all kind of worked out. They put you in the uh, but, they put but, you in the time but tacos and rods was like three months away, and I'm trying to promote it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, they shut me down, dude. Yeah, so I can I can see that happening with uh, models showing a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. You know. And even so. when I interviewed Spock, he said that when he pushes his uh, his merch, he tries to find people that haven't been out there and models that don't have that much experience or that's a, that's a good angle yeah because i mean he's because you know he said you know you see models that are repping everybody's brand and um that's another pet peeve that i have um uh, but but a lot of those girls call themselves um like they call themselves um branding I, I can't remember the exact name but they're they actually do that you know they're just kind of wearing everybody's stuff and mm-hmm. it just it doesn't bother me that much, but I can see how uh, people want complete loyalty when it comes to their stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that matters to me. Yeah. To be a hundred percent, like it might spot, but you know, I can see where it would bug him. <laughs> he's real particular. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. He's an artist, and that's why I tell people, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta get people when they're at their best. When they're at their best, things just flow. You know what I mean? So." Um, I'm very, uh, simple when I, when it comes to problem solving, I look, I, I dissect everything and I make it really simple. I mean, it's really simple. I think people complicate situations like that, you know? So, um, I don't, 
<laughs> I can solve any problem. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, just about. I can flip a bad a bad thing into a good thing. A lot, of, know, a lot of people have it's mindset problems doing that. Well, it's just mindset. You know what I mean? So, um, but on the photography end, if you, um, there's been some issues where um, there's guys out there in the community that give other photographers bad name, um, maybe doing some uh, uh, improper touching, um, asking uh, them to come alone. Uh, strange stuff like that. Um, I actually tell them to bring their husband, oh, yeah. their boyfriend, girlfriend, if preference, or or even green grandma. I don't really care. I'll have beer, water for everybody. If It's like a, a social event for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing sexual. Like a lot of guys that probably are uh, left brain thinkers, <laughs> um, you know, kind of, you know, that caveman approach. I'm like, bro, it's more than that for me. It's, um, I'm creating something hopefully will stand the test of time mm-hmm. and people will enjoy these, you know, hundred years from now that when I'm gone, um, that's what I want, you and know, it, to do everything tastefully. I'm the same way that when I, I, when I shoot with models, I usually tell them like, hey, bring somebody. And last person Absolutely. I worked with brought, she brought her mom, which is great. Pretty cool for me. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. It's, it's just, it keeps everybody safe and it and, protects. Yeah. Because I've been. I've I've had um, a friend of ours uh, message my wife about an incident about um, making accusations that maybe I was shooting alone or something like that. And I was like, well, actually, her husband was right next to me. There was like three other people in the room. Everyone's talking and joking. And, and that's basically how I do things. I don't do things one-on-one. I don't do things... Um, uh, you got to walk down a dark alley to get to this <laughs> building, you know. None of that exists uh, in my world. Everything is is it's basically an event. So when a model shows up, it's safe. Um, I'll make sure it's safe. That's awesome. Um, and uh, there's usually about three or four people, and I always tell them to bring. When they don't bring anyone, there's gonna be a whole room full of people hanging out, talking. It's it. Like I said, it's a social event for me, and that's why um, I'm. I think that's why it comes out making that uh, model feel um, comfortable. I think it really brings out uh, the photos. Exactly, yeah. You, mm-hmm. The last thing you want is somebody that's Uncomfortable. Just, yeah. You can, and you can tell when somebody's uncomfortable. There's just, the energy's not right. And, oh, man, we got everyone cracking up. <laughs> and I think uh, we were in the hallway at Iron Key, and uh, I don't know what made me do it, but it's uh, they have really beautiful hardwood floors, and Spock was... Um, my GoPro, he, he's always doing behind the scenes stuff. And uh, he caught me, he was, he was doing it and I was on the ground and I was like shooting from an angle up. And, um, I don't know what made me do it. I just ended up doing it like a backspin, like a breakdance move. <laughs> and I came out of it and then start shooting again. I have no idea why I did that dude, but it was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what it should be about. You should be having fun while having fun. It was, he's like, did you just do a backspin? I said, did you catch that on video? He said, yeah, he caught it. He caught some of it. So, yeah, that's basically what it is for me. So, photography, here's another photography question for you. What is your favorite, like, location to shoot? Are you more of an outdoors, indoors? Does that matter to you? Um, I'm trying out the studio thing right now because I've never shot in a studio. So, it's kind of new. 
Um, everything is um, body shops because, you know, I've been an auto body painter for 25 years. My father was a shop owner in the 70s and the 80s. So I grew up in a body shop. So having cool cars in the background, even if they're not finished, I mean, if they're being worked on, everyone's like, well, that car's not even worked on. It's mm -hmm. not even finished. No, it doesn't matter. That's part of the, the uh, environment that I want to shoot in. So that and... Uh, uh, anything uh, industrial looking. So I've always shot outside alleyways. Excuse me. Um, and uh, downtown Phoenix has a lot of cool little areas that I've sh I've been shooting in for the past four or five years. And um, yeah, there's if I can find a cool little wall, it doesn't necessarily have to be a graffitied wall. It could be one that's just kind of half painted, and I can see something there. I'm like, dude, that I just shot with a blue wall. That was half painted, and um, I, I shot a girl named Natalie. Uh, she goes by Goth Girl Click on Instagram, and uh, it was just some random wall in an alley. It was blue, and it had like spots that weren't painted. I'm like, perfect. That's it. I mean, it's really that simple. Mm -hmm. You don't have to uh, have a studio for everything. I think you can do cool stuff with just uh, walking around somewhere. And that's what I love about Arizona. There's a lot of, I mean, you can go from industrial. Mm -hmm. to city to just like some desert yeah, it, yeah it's cool it's unique and there's a lot of old buildings around too that kind of give it that uh it's spread out yeah. though that's the yeah. problem everything's spread out man um but i'd like to do some type of desert landscape saguaro sunset cool car hot chick um shoots that'd be badass with saguaros in the background have you ever been to uh lost dutchman state park yeah I, i've been to the, nice. the superstitions uh area i've never i never really like actually hiked it or anything mm -hmm. but i've been back there because they got a ghost mine called goldfield mm -hmm. go go to goldfield and that's a cool little tourist place hang out yeah but yeah i like to do some desert stuff um kind of add to the portfolio right now it's just um i just do what helps and like, say, for example, a model hits me up. I'm like, well, what side of town are you in? Oh, I'm in the East Valley. And I'm like, oh, I know a shop over there. Let me let me call him up and see if we can use the shop. Oh, how about on the north side? Oh, my buddy's got a shop in his, on his acre property. Let me do that. Oh, on the south side? Oh, let me, let me ask Hector what we do, tacos and rods, if mm -hmm. I can use his garage to shoot. So I just kind of plan accordingly. I mean, there's no set thing. And oh, they, it's yeah. it's crazy because the very first model shoots that I did were pinup style, and that okay. wasn't really my style. Like I, right, I, right. I, I just right. knew about it. Right. And uh, we ended up going to somebody's shop. I don't know how we got there, but it was a friend of somebody's that had the shop. Okay. And uh, he's like, "Hey, you know, why don't you use this vehicle?" And it was mm -hmm. like a it was like a rat run truck. Okay. He's like, "Let me call the owner real quick." He called the owner. He's like, "Hey, you know, I know your truck's not done, but you mind if we use it for a shoot?" And he's like, "Absolutely, man." So yeah. it was actually, it was cool because it was inside of a shop. There was cars everywhere. So it was, it worked out. I don't think I've ever had anyone tell me, no, you can't put a beautiful girl <laughs> in front of it. I, not yet. Not yet. But there was a rumor at um, Tacos and Rods of a gentleman that got really upset. Uh, we weren't using his car to shoot. We were pulling cars in. Every, every other half hour, we pull in a new car in the shop. And there's probably 10, 15 other photographers there's random models um that's how the show started out was it was a shootout i created like a junkyard uh sassafras has a, the junkyard shoot 
and everyone goes out to the junkyard in Whitman and they shoot. They won't be having it this year though. He just posted it up. But um, I I did my own shoot as a lowrider shoot on that on Hector's property in Levine and uh, Tacos Tacos and Rods were was born. But um, yeah, it, it's one of those things where I invited people I didn't even know when that show when that show started. I didn't know any of those people. I just saw that they were inspired. They were photographers. And I'm like, you guys want to come to my shootout? You want to be my that's friend? Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Though. That's a good, I mean, and, and that's bringing community together. Exactly. That's, that's a good way to, to, to build something mm-hmm. to build a, a that's community. what it was for. That's, and I think that, uh, was it for profit or anything yeah. um, at all? I think that's a lost art also is networking properly. And not um, for benefiting. I'm kind of old school still. I really hate texting. So, Can <laughs> so I text you? Just call me. No, 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 no. It's okay. I'm real short. I'm like, okay, yes, yes, okay. That's all my responses, man. I'm just like, just call me. We'll talk about it. And see, I'm, I, and it's funny because I don't like to talk on the phone, but I don't okay. like I don't like long text messages either. Then I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. you can't be that way. You can't not like can't one and the other. So. Yeah. Especially my mom. My In mom, a perfect world, huh? My, my mom sends me like a paragraph. Like, just call me at this point. I don't even want to right. read it. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially just if I'm driving, because I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, I don't even answer. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna think it's gonna talk over the radio for the next five minutes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Shit. But that's yeah, fun. man, I, 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 like I said, that's an awesome way to network and build a community. Um, I think one point is not being selfish because I think people can see through uh, other people's motives when they're trying to put something together. They know mm. it's not organic. It's um, they have money, dollar signs. Uh, they're willing to step on people's necks to get yeah. whatever. Uh, I'm not even about that because I know. Money, money is real. It's it's important because it's energy um, that we're transferring f- to get, you know, goods and services, basically. Um, but it's not a, it that important because when you think a certain way, it always comes to you, no matter what. It I don't know how it happens, man, but I do believe in the law of attraction, mm-hmm. and um, people that worry about it are the ones that usually are always broke. Yeah. Because they're always worrying about not having enough. Um, I've never been that person. I've seen my dad pull out of uh, situations where we didn't think we'd have, you know, a roof over our head. And he'd, like, do a side job in the garage. And he's like, here's three grand. Here, go pay the rent. What? How did that happen? It just came out of nowhere. And uh, I learned from him that um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's power of attraction, man. Mm-hmm. People sought him out to paint work paint jobs yeah and that's always happened to me when i was out of work in between jobs somebody would come up to me and go hey i needed this painted i'm like oh yeah bring it on by i'll I'll take care of it you know and i'm like how did that just happen we needed money all of a sudden the guy gives me three grand you know to do a quick mowing blow on his car Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i i do believe that um when you put that energy out there and you're an honest person, you'll be fine. Yeah. I think, don't, that, don't you, sweat that, I think that you get what you put in. You you absolutely do. I mean, if you're screwing people over left and right. Yeah, that's bad energy. That's what's, that's what's, uh, it's, it's just people remember more uh, when something goes wrong than the 10 things exactly. that went right. So you could be the, <laughs> you could be the most 
dopest dude to be around, but if you did somebody dirty, they're never going to forget it. And it's yeah. just going to yeah, absolutely. It's gonna put it bad out there. It's, well, yeah. My dad used to always say, because we worked together at a bunch of shops, he was like, he's like, you're only good as your last paint job. I'm like, really? I said, we just did like 10 cars today. <laughs> And nine of them were great, and one, the color was off a little bit, you know? He's like, yeah, they're bitching about that, and they're talking shit in the office. I'm like, Dad, don't worry about that shit, man. We just knocked out for freaking 10 cars today. Don't worry <laughs> about that shit. You know, we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so so you, you, uh, you picked up painting from your dad. You said that he owned a shop. How Are you still active in that? I mean, outside of work, or is it just now it's just work? Now it's just work. I'm get I'm raised my kids. They're all self-sufficient now. Um, I don't have to pull cars in the garage to make that little extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's just working for myself and my hobbies and pursuing the things that I love. Uh, my wife's an RN. She does really well for herself. So mm-hmm. um, she just said, don't ask me for money. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I'm still working. Everyone's like, why are you working? Why are you working, man? You don't have to be there. I'm like, because I like to have fun and, you know, exactly. have stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like things, you know, um, not expensive things, but I, I, I do like to do things. So um, I'm not going to stay home and mooch off the wife. Come yeah. on, man. I've been working for my whole life, dude. I would go crazy if I didn't have a job or something to do. Yeah. I it's would uh... lose my mind. I'm a, I'm very bad at sitting still. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't be idle. It's weird. Like yeah. that, that time off from work, oh boy. it was like, it was an eye opener. Like you got to fucking do something. Right? Yeah. And it was, and, it, and it's weird because I, right when I left, I'm like, I fucked up. Why? <laughs> I didn't want to own it. I was just like, I fucked up, man. I shouldn't have did that. I should have stayed. And oh, you shouldn't have left. Kind of figured out, but. Being away kind of was an eye opener, and, and it. I guess you could. I I always say this. I did soul searching, and I did because that's good. It, it I went back with a, a completely different mindset. Like I go to work, I give it my hundred and fifty, and then I'm off. I mean, don't call me, don't bother me, don't ask me to come into work. Because, I mean, if I want to, I will. But I'm gonna I gotcha. get, I'm gonna give you everything at work, and then I'm gonna go home and live my life. That's that's it. Well, my my father was a hard worker. But he also had extra activities mm. going on outside of work. Um, the late seventies, early eighties, I think everybody was some type of dealer, <laughs> uh, local pharmacist in the neighborhood. Um, so I saw that. Uh, been around that type of stuff my whole life. Um, the things that that brings to the home as well as the money, it brings problems. Mm-hmm. So our house used to get broken into a oh, lot. Um, you know, uh, just random strange people coming over, you know, just just a weird thing to have in the, in the home. Uh, I remember one guy coming over. Uh, the dude had to be six 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 seven. He st- he he filled that whole door frame when he came over, and he was telling my dad um, that give me a couple more months, and uh, I'll be able to come up with the rest of the money that I owe you. And that dude was huge. I was young, and uh, the dude was like begging my dad, you know, to give him some more time. And my dad's like, I'll give you another month, but you got to come up with it. 
And then I remember him saying, well, if you need me to collect, I can go out there and collect for you too. And uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? This dude was fucking a monster, dude. And he was just like begging my dad not to, uh, you know, maybe call in the big dogs, you know, because he probably owed a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's basically uh, the home life that I grew up in in the 70s and the 80s. He was a hard worker, but he had that little extra thing going on. Um, I think I think the bad turning point was is when um, addiction came in uh, with my mom. My mom became an addict, oh, and man. and once that happened, uh, I think our household got turned upside down. So everything went from great to pff, not so great for a long time. So I learned a lot, dude, about um, how to deal with bad situations, mm -hmm. how to flip stuff. Uh, into a positive note I mean we went through a really rough spell probably until uh, I was 21 so my mom my mom I'm very proud of her now and, and I forgave them for all that stuff even my dad um, I forgave all of them for um, their mischief ways mm -hmm. that they were doing back then I mean they were being irresponsible 100% but the power of um forgiveness is, is 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 more powerful than people really realize because oh, yeah. i hugged them and i told them hey i love you and i forgive you dad and i said that to my mom too and i had to wait 40 i think he passed away three years ago four years i had to wait till i was 40 something to hear that man say i love you just once and i think he knew he was gonna die so that was uh very interesting times right before he passed away uh, holy shit he said it i can't believe he said it damn that's crazy dude that's deep man yeah 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 he is uh he was a tough dude tough dude i'm his stepkid so i'm not even his kid wow yeah i'm the only one that picked up the body and paint thing though none of his sons did wow yeah so i kind of latched on to that you know what i mean so but they, those guys were doing things they shouldn't have been doing back in the 70s mm -hmm. and the 80s, man. Everybody was living uh, freaking Sodom and Gomorrah, man, or something. And see my... <laughs> it was bad, dude. I mean, cocaine was falling from the heavens, <laughs> brother. I don't even know how to explain this shit, yeah. dude. I mean... <laughs> my dad, uh, my dad, he, he installed that hard work into to, to me. He, uh, he worked as a... Uh, he was a delivery man. He was for, for Budweiser. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everybody knew him as the Bud Man. Like everybody, yeah. oh, you're the Bud Man's son and this and that. Yeah, and then yeah. he uh, he uh, ended up getting a job with, with the state. And uh, until his passing, he worked for the state. But my dad was a uh, uh, a hustler, man. He, he had his own little uh, underground uh, sports pool going on. Oh, really? And it's funny because like <laughs> I, like as an, adult, as an adult now, I'm like... What the? what the hell was my dad? I was always wondering, like, why is he, you know, because right. he'd go and to, we'd go everywhere, people's businesses. And, and yeah, it's funny. Him. Nobody's name was the real name on this on the oh, okay. scorecard. They like, all had aliases. Yeah, they all had aliases. And, it's, and I never thought, I thought that was just like nicknames and shit. Right, like, right, I didn't right. know any better. Right. And then I always see him, you know, he'd come home and he'd go straight to the room. Well, come to find out he's putting money away in this and gotcha. that. And then... Uh, yeah. And it never clicked to me. Like as a kid, I'm like, why is my dad making numbers and putting scores and all this? Like, well, I didn't understand. Yeah. And then as I got older, I'm like, my dad was a hustler. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and everybody was like, like uh, when he passed, it's funny because 
it's not funny, but I'm I'm looking around the church and I'm seeing these people that he used to go and visit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, man, oh. they they had that connection with him. Like, you yeah, know, he was, and and it didn't it didn't pot or it didn't click until you know his passing. Like, damn, my dad knew a lot of people, but yeah, he knew a lot of people because not just because of you know his work, but because of his side stuff that he did. Because yeah, everybody was a little saddened by his passing because they're like, man, his pools aren't going to grow. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I ain't going to do that, man. No, I'm not passing that. <laughs> I'm not inheriting yeah, that. I know that's that good money, but no, thank you. Yeah, same here. I, I never really took took that side of it. You know, I I actually uh, family members that are still addicts or or still having issues to this day, um, they avoid me like like the plague, man. They just they don't want they don't want my um input mm-hmm. you know like when they they're crying that their life sucks and it's and and then someone like me is there to give it to them like well the way i see it is <laughs> your, your you life know? doesn't suck you suck yeah and that's why your life sucks right now yeah you uh you brought that on yourself and they always say that you know but people really don't want to admit that mm-hmm. it's hard to own it it is hard to own it you know um and and part of my my issues was um was forgiving uh my parents and owning it and then they my mom really never owned up to it though you know but my dad i don't know i think he did i think he made peace with himself uh, before he passed so yeah i i think some people have still to this day problems of owning up to it and you know i don't judge anyone particularly on 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 if they have some type of substance abuse or some really bad habits but um you can't really call people out when when you're nowhere near perfect mm-hmm. you know because i i just tend to just leave stuff be um but if anyone ever needs anything from me or to talk i'm always here man because i've been through it dude mm-hmm. growing up you know addiction and you know drugs in the house and drama and um Growing up in East San Jose um, during the 70s and 80s, you know, uh, when crack crack cocaine was like crazy out of control everywhere in every town, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there was something about that era that felt uh, very demonic and evil. Um, I used to walk around East San Jose saying, um, is today the day I get shot or, or stabbed? Um, uh, coming from the, the King and Story neighborhood, you know, that's my neighborhood growing up. But I used to wonder when it was my turn. That's a scary. That's a yeah, scary when I leave too. the house, that's all I thought about was, is today my turn? So, yeah, you kind of, you know, grow up with a mindset. And then when things actually get really good because you made them good, mm-hmm. you become a believer, man. Oh, yeah. You become a believer. So, I am. Uh, I'm knowing. I don't want to say the word believe. Mm-hmm. I want to say I, I I'm knowing. You know that's a, a very powerful powerful word. It's it's just knowing. Because um, if you break down the word believe, uh, you, it says be the lie. That's deep. There's be and lie in there, mm-hmm. dude. That's not. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Uh, when you break words down, but I have been educating myself. There you go. You see all those books behind you? Right. I I, I didn't. There's a, there's a lot of law books there up there. So I've been re-educating myself during this COVID stuff. So um, trying to expand my mind, you know what I mean? Thinking uh, intelligently and uh, uh, progressing. 
in a good positive manner. It's funny you say that because I, I, I didn't. I used to love to read, and then I kind of just fell off. And then once mm-hmm. this pandemic happened, and once I did the soul searching, I'm like, you know what? Let me try yeah. reading again, and started yeah. reading again. I, it's I, I try to do it almost every day. For for a little bit there, I was waking up in the morning. I okay. wake up at like four. I do like my little meditation routine, and then I'd read for thirty minutes, and then uh-huh. I'd start yeah, my day. So I try to. Try to do it, but right now it's cold, so I just want to stay in bed for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, there's no wrong with that. <laughs> but I'll I'll read at work, so that kind of helps the time pass by. Because right. forty eight hours is a long time when there ain't nothing going on. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So it's just like, and then once you start watching the clock, it's just like, man, this it feels like we're going back in time. It's weird, and I don't change my clock. I stay on Arizona time because I work in California. So okay, sometimes I'll be looking at my clock like, oh man, it's already. I was like, oh shit. It's right. a, it, we're an hour ahead still over there so yeah absolutely but yeah man i mean reading is it's i just uh, i i think i want to portray for the chicano or the mexican-american that um that we're not that stereotype that my parents grew up in so i'm trying to portray my work my photography uh my attitude towards life in a positive way so other and I, I hate to divide things up in race, but people do it all the time. And I don't really think think of things in race or anything like that anymore. I used to. Growing up in the neighborhood, everything was based on race and mm-hmm. this and that. You know, I think that's all bullshit. I, I just think we are who we are, and it's okay to be proud of who you are. But you can't really use that as a weapon towards anything, you know. I, I think that's you're part of the problem mm-hmm. if you're using your race as, as part of uh a weapon or a tool, you know, to either get something or to, uh, give something, you know? Um, so I, th- I figured by educating myself and representing myself in a, in a, in a, in a proper manner, um, that would help, um, being a Mexican, young Mexican man or an older Mexican man that in, in the community, um, that brings positive light to others and not, um, the bad stuff that mm-hmm. I grew up around. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that you can do it. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Oh, you want to do that? Go for it. You know? Oh, I want to try this. Well, why not? Let's let's do it. What well, well, makes you think you can't do it? Exactly. That person's better than you? No, not really. That person's just putting the energy mm-hmm. into it. Definitely. Because when I picked up the camera, I wasn't... I look at my work back then. I'm like, oh, same way. Man, I same here. I looked up. I still keep my older work up there because I go back to it. And I want people to see the progress mm-hmm. of where I'm at today. By far, way better lighting, way better oh, techniques. Yeah. Um, I actually know how to use uh, all my camera settings, um, and and you could throw the creativeness in there once you master that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. I keep some of my old stuff up as a reference to uh, the work that uh, that I sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Back I, then. even now. I mean, I'm I'm still trying to trying to evolve i I always try to learn something new i don't want to always try to evolve more i don't want to be taking the same pictures and and just like man this this guy's taking the same photos i am trying different stuff um like i said i never done any studio stuff so yeah yeah see when i when i started shooting for one of the magazines that's like i that's kind of where i had never been in the in the studio setting so that was one of the first things they're like, all right, we're yeah. going to put you in the studio. I'm like, wait, what? 
I, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, I don't know. Like, all different ball game. Yeah, so it's it's definitely with the high key photography. I always wanted to learn how to do that, so I've been experimenting with high key stuff um, just to get good at it. And then uh, when I'm I'm there, I'll just move on mm-hmm. and try something different. Now it's I want to do low key, you know, where it's just uh, Rembrandt lighting style, uh, where the lights falling off of the model or the car, and you know, you got subtle stuff here and mm-hmm. there that that come out and that your eye gets goes towards that so yeah i'm trying i'm trying a bunch of other stuff now i'm shooting film now so oh no that's how that's yeah funny, funny story I, that's how i first started yeah well, it's, it's well film. film was in high school yeah so i shot film in high school so you either get it right the first time or you exactly. don't exactly <laughs> that was the, that was hard back then too yeah, you can't uh, Photoshop that trash can yeah. that you got in there in the background. You can't be changing film in the middle of the day either out there. <laughs> no. no, man. Uh, those Porta Johns in the back look really cool in that shot, buddy. Yeah. No. That's I, that's my <laughs> pet Porta peeve John, also. Porta Johns. That's uh, awesome, dude. With They're the, at every uh, show. With, the, uh, <laughs> with, with people that, that shoot and they have like people in the background or uh, at a park and there's it like it depends i mean if you're doing street photography yeah yeah but yeah. if it's if it's staged and there's kids running around the background gotcha. playing soccer gotcha. it's just like uh you're in a park man yeah there's um yeah there's, there's there's quite a bit of people that uh that i admire uh the old school guys um one of them is uh Helmut newton um he was uh the old vogue photographer he does everything with hard light mm-hmm. and heavy shadows mm-hmm. Um, it's, his work is freaking badass, dude. I mean, he is like an icon to me. Um, Helmut Newton and, uh, German dude, obviously his style just sets himself apart from everybody, you know, hard light shadows, freaking hard, dark shadows too. Everyone's trying to not get shadows. Mm-hmm. This guy's using the shadows. So, um, he's one of them. I can't remember the other guy's name. I think it's Hal. He was an old Hollywood photographer. I think it's Hal. But um, I do uh, reference and look at a lot of their old work. So I'll I'll just sit on YouTube and look at um, old photographers and their styles. Mm-hmm. And they were doing it with pretty much nothing. So, you know. Just goes to show. Yeah, you know, we got fancy stuff now, man. I'm just like, I saw a guy trying to replicate Helmut Newton's work. And he's shooting with, I think, a Hasselblad or something. And um, this guy's, like, replicating it with new technology. And he's using Photoshop and Lightroom. And I'm just, like, scratching my head. I'm like, <laughs> you're trying to replicate this great man's work with Photoshop or with Lightroom. And you're making the shadows darker and, you know, saturating them and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, that guy did it with film, you know. I mean, you could push and pull film make it darker or more add more contrast or you know add more exposure to it but uh he was using face uh, lightroom and uh some type of uh uh software mm-hmm. to emu- emulate this guy's work i was just laughing my ass off and so, that guy was using darkroom <laughs> that guy was using darkroom <laughs> that guy was using his mind and what equipment was available which the hasselblad is probably one of the iconic um camera gear that you can anyone can own i mean shit one's 45 grand mm-hmm. uh, who has forty five thousand right. dollars for a camera you know but i always ask for that every christmas <laughs> <laughs> it's still on the wish list it still is i always throw that out there so far i haven't got it yet <laughs> 
It's like so. financing a pretty fancy vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, actually it is. Yeah. So what kind of camera do you use now? I have I Here's a funny thing, man. I had a T2i Rebel dude for like 7 years and everyone couldn't really understand how I was getting those shots out of it. Well, I was pushing that thing to the limit even back then, but but I had a um I think it was a 24 to 72 um Tamron 2.8 lens. So that lens changed that camera body mm-hmm. 100%. It made it into something different. Um, so I think your glass is more important yes. than um, the actual camera body. Because a lot of those sensors stay the same. Mm-hmm. They stay the same for a while. Like they do little improvements on these sensors, but not, not a whole lot. Um, but I just barely moved up to full frame um, last year. I just recently moved to full frame actually this year. I, I actually went full frame and mirrorless, which is that's uh, that's the uh, wave of the future. Is yeah, mirrorless. Man, it's 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 definitely a lot different. I can tell. I just like the fact that I'm able to have an electronic viewfinder. So what I see through the viewfinder is exactly how my picture is going to come out. What if I told you that I can tell who's shooting mirrorless <laughs> and who's shooting with a, a Sony? I'd say that, that you have I can tell. I can just I can just tell. I can name certain photographers that used Sony because I can just tell right off the bat that's a Sony camera that's shooting that. Uh, the clarity is amazing on it. Um, I think you can achieve that with just about anything. Um, uh, anything post, I'm going to say 2000, 2005-ish. Um, like I said, that T2i that I was using... Um, I didn't. I didn't know that there was a thing. Uh, <laughs> I found out the hard way. I was shooting in, in Henderson, in Vegas. Uh, actually, this model right there. I shot that with the T2i. Uh, her name is Lisa Del Toro. She's a badass uh, tattoo uh, artist in Vegas, and she uh, was on her way to uh, um, a photo shoot with Rat Rod Magazine. And I was hanging out with my buddy Jake and his Rat Rod, which I just did a shoot with his Rat Rod. It's all rusted out. And I did an iron key, but that's the same one I shot in 2012. That's when I started. And uh, she was on her way to a shoot, and I, I was able to catch her before she got in to go see uh, Rat Rod Magazine for the shoot. So um, I got her when she was fresh. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I just kind of like she was walking by. We were already drunk. We walked. She was walking by with an entourage, and I just pointed at her, and I went, and she looked at me, and she goes, she nods her head and says yes. And then I got her to pose with my buddy's um, rat rod, and then um, I was bit with the bug. That's bad. That's a badass shot, too. But I had the kit lens on there, and I didn't know this was a thing because another photographer came up to me, and he goes, is that the kit lens you're, sh- you're shooting with? And I go, yeah, why? <laughs> I, I didn't know that was like a shame shaming yeah. moment for me, dude. I had no clue. I was clueless. I didn't know that he was talking shit. <laughs> it's funny that you say that the very first camera I had was a, I think it was a D3100. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was a 3100 and I bought it on eBay mm-hmm. and it came with just the kit lens. Yeah. So I asked around, you know, Hey, you know, what lenses should I buy and this and that? And this all goes back to when I started asking people questions and somebody told me, well, you know, they make books for it. Like, Oh, yeah. This is a photographer that yeah, you know, I was talking like, shit. I was yeah, like, in a nice right, way. Thank you. Oh yeah. So I ended up buying a 35 millimeter, 
and then I bought a 50 mil mm-hmm. and I bought a 55 to 200 and I was shooting with the, the very first magazine but shit the first couple magazines that I shot for were mm-hmm. with with the camera that I had and right. I even used the kit lens on on some, some of, of the shots. the shots and yeah. it's just like well and it's funny because uh when I when I first went into the this first studio shoot, that's when I met uh, Sugar Mills. Shout out to Hector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he he kind of took me under his wing, and he he showed me, you know, well, hey, you should invest in this or invest in that, and that's why I, I, I is that yeah, a Sony? This is a Nikon. Nikon. Yeah, okay. it's, it's he's a, a Sony guy, huh? Yeah, he I, I he knew was it. him Canon. and Chuck. He was Canon. I think he went Sony now with him the, and Chuck Cern are Sony guys. I can so, tell. So I was like, man, <laughs> and it, and just changing, and it's it's crazy, like you said, the glasses. It's beautiful. And people and it and I I don't like to 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 be you know that guy, but I've had people ask me, you know, well, you know what 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 full frame should I buy? Mm-hmm. You know, I I haven't shot a full frame in this and that. I'm like, well. Buy some glass for the camera you have now, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to tell a huge difference. Not only that, um, that glass you can you can uh, use it forever with any body that gets updated, you know, sensor wise or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah, I, I tell people uh, certain glass has unique looks. That old um, two point eight um, Japanese um, glass right there that I have. Oh my god, dude. I can't believe the softness of it. I mean, it's gorgeous. The shots I got from it, and it's um, since it's a two point eight lens, it lets a lot of lo- uh, light in, even if you don't have a lot of light in the room. It's dark. That's awesome. It just it'll pick up facial features, everything. So you don't have to have the best camera, but if you got the right lens, um, that bring that light in. And I know you guys can't see this, but this lens that he's talking about is a really old lens on a new camera. So yeah, it has a uh, an adapter, and actually the adapter beeps um, when uh, when you're in focus. Oh, so it helps. That's you even out. better. Yeah, it just does a little beep beep beep, and um, a little red light flashes when you're in focus because you're. It's a manual lens. It's something out of the '50s or '60s, right there. Yeah, the 50 millimeter that I bought was a manual lens. And... Yeah, dude, they're so cool. It's a prime, so there's no zoom. <laughs> um, but being a photography geek, um, I don't really have a whole lot of people to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, it, it's the glass. The, the glasses, if you're going to invest money, buy glass. Because mm-hmm. And it's funny, so this year at the Super Show, my buddy uh, Philip Lopez, PL Picks, shout out to him. I have a... Uh, a Sigma, it's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a f- 17 to 50. Okay. And it's a 2.8. And uh, I just bought this. So this was the, the, the Nikon was, the full frame was the first uh, time I used it at the show. Okay. So I was like, you know what, dude, I have this lens here and it's compatible with your, with your Nikon. Mm-hmm. Use it, dude. Just go have fun with it. And man, that guy kept it till the, the next day at the hop. He's like, hey, you know, let me get your lens or get, give your lens back. I was like, if you still want to use it, dude, it's cool, you know. Yeah. But just the 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 shots that he was able to come up, and it's crazy because the shots that I I, I know his style, mm-hmm. and I can tell what pictures he took with that. With oh, that, with that lens. That lens, and it yeah. and it just changed. It, it changed the his perception on on the photos, which is awesome. And I think I want to say he bought new glass now because his his pictures have changed since since the show to to now. Um. 
cameras and glass and all that, they have uh, personalities. Mm -hmm. And you can tell the difference when you when you change them out. And it's crazy because I... Same thing with people's work, too. I look at people's work, I'm like, that setup that he's using has its own personality. Mm -hmm. You could just tell. Because I have the 35 millimeter on here right now, but when I switch the 85 millimeter on there, man, mm -hmm. I... I, I just, I don't like being so far back, but just the, right. the quality that... Yeah, that's the problem with this one right here. Um, and uh, it's great for, it's, they co they consider this um, a walk-around lens. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a great lens. Um, I, di I didn't, I couldn't afford the one with uh, the vibration compensation. It's called VC. Mm -hmm. Sony's is called, um, they have something called... Uh, I don't know. It's like anti-shake or something. I can't remember the name. Of, uh, the Nikon one is VR. VR. This okay. one's, yeah. Uh, but I don't have that because I, I didn't want to pay $1,300 for it. <laughs> so I bought this one. And that, it's crazy how much price difference it is. You got to be so steady, man. Just so you can get that vibration reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have it on this one. So if you see a little shakiness here and there, it's it's uh it's because i didn't spend the 1300 <laughs> and, and tamron and sigma are are both you know they're not horrible brands they're just not yes, nikon you know what i mean and and uh they're they're awesome i i like it i i like the yeah the nikon the nikon stuff is uh quite interesting because that company was going out of business is what i heard i don't know if someone else bought them up to keep them going but yeah uh Never really been an icon guy. I and then I think that's just what I started with because I I did I bought a Canon. It's what you get comfortable with, right? Yeah, and I bought a Canon. It was like rocket science to me. Everything wasn't yeah. where it was. Oh, really? On this camera, like, yeah. oh. and I, this is coming from. I want to say it was a T two. Yeah. Maybe? T and I'm T2 coming I, from an, a Nikon to a T two. Yeah. Or the thirty one hundred. I'm like the settings aren't the same. I, I used can't to get laughed this. at because I had that T two I with this lens right here, and I'd go out there and, and like I was like. A professional guy just rocking it man just it's serious it, and uh people would look down other photographers would look down on me at car shows and stuff because i didn't have uh the right gear but it didn't really bother me because i was doing what i loved and um i think uh i encourage people that don't have the right proper gear to go out there and continue to do it um it's um it's self-fulfillment mm -hmm. for yourself um, don't worry about what other people are saying, because in the beginning I, I wasn't very good either. But when you love something, you figure it out, and um, you'll you'll get really good at certain things. Um, and and the other thing too is not everyone's gonna love your stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are gonna um, think because uh, art is objective, so not everyone loves the same style. You know, and there's people that will love it, and that's gonna be your uh, your your group. Mm -hmm. you're gonna your group is gonna flock to you uh, i don't have very many followers on instagram um but if you look at the ratio from the amount of followers that i have to the likes on each photo it's almost like um one percent um and if you look at other people's profiles this is what's mind-boggling is that someone will have 100k followers and they only get like uh you know, 200 likes or something. I'm like, that's like 0 0.001%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like trying to do the math. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, this guy's got 100,000 followers and he got 200 likes. And what is that? Is that 0 0.001%? That's not even like a, 
you know, a tenth of a percent. And that's what I what I, that's what I tell people now. Like, don't don't look at those numbers. Don't <laughs> right. don't let those numbers. Oh no. You know, make you who you are. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people with, like you said, a hundred thousand followers, and they're getting. They're just not getting the. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it, how maybe that if works. it's a pop. I don't know. It's like a popularity contest to me. I think. Um, yeah, I got a lot of organic followers. Um, I'm very grateful for them. Um, thank you, everybody that follows Rodriguez PHX Photography on Instagram and StreetsAndAvenues.co on Instagram. I uh, even if it's very small group of people that enjoy it, um, I'm okay with that. But I'm still. I challenge myself, not really, I'm not really competing with any other, other people. And, and also too, I also give people props when I like their photos. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one of those guys that, um, you know, scrolls through shit and, uh, uh, just keep scrolling. I'm like, Oh dude, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm like, Hey, that's dope. Oh, like, you know, other photographers from around the world, you know, a lot of Germany, uh, a lot of people, um, there's a guy named Jaroslav classic on instagram he's got one of the most popular uh pinup pages the guy's got enormous following um he called me up from slovakia wherever he's from oh shit and we were just bullshitting and my wife's like who is that on the phone with that heavy accent you know i'm like oh he has a, a instagram page called jaroslav classic um he just loves my photos and he said hey your work is very good. I don't understand why you have very little followers. I said, that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for your compliment. He goes, oh, I'm going to share um, a few of your photos if that's okay. And I said, no, no, go ahead. That's awesome. So that same photo, he just shared one just recently. He uh, That same photo, I think I got like 60 likes, right? And then he, uh, on his, it's like 1,800. <laughs> I've noticed that. It's the same photo. Yeah. It's the same photo, people. But that's the whole hypocrisy of this whole uh, game. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, but if I can get, you know, a few people to enjoy it and, and like it, I'm extremely happy. I, I can't believe it, man. I'm, I'm extremely humble. That's it's uh, It's a... Uh, I can't believe it, man. Just the, the people that I meet along the road it's not the road but the people you meet Mm -hmm. down that road that path it's been fun it's fun i was at the uh i was at the pop-up i was at the pop-up this weekend and you were bullshitting just when i thought i was gonna have a a a moment to slide in in. and somebody came in and started talking cameras i was like oh he's gonna be here for a long time it's so fun dude doing these little shows um it's like my wife just gets annoyed when she comes with me because it's like nonstop people talking and everybody wants to know what's going on and um, just catch up with you, you know, and, and, and I like that. And again, it's another way to network. I, th- I, I like th- I like the fact that people are organic and, and just they're authentic with people like you're seeing you're meeting the artists yeah. and, and that's who they are. That I right, mean, right. they're the same person that you're going to bump into them on the street. It's, they're going to be the exact same. It's funny that you say that because... Um, Two of the guys that I was, I was speaking to, one of them has a transmission shop, and I'm like, hey, dude, my transmission's really bad in my truck, and I want to go up to a 700R um, with an overdrive in it, you know, freeway freeway flyer, you know, and he's like, yeah, I can do it for this much, and then the other guy's like, oh, man, I got like three of those in my yard. He's like, come pick one up. I'm like, and the other guy looks, he goes, 
what the hell just happened? <laughs> I said, bro, I didn't even have to put it out in the energy, right. in, the, in the universe. It's right there. So that whole energy thing that I talk about, mm -hmm. it, it, it'll come back to you. Oh, yeah, if, definitely. Uh, people love uh, what you're doing, what energy you're putting You attract out. good energy. You do. I, I really do believe that. Because he was saying that I will never find even a core for my transmit 700R core. He goes, you can't even find a core. I'm like, really? Are they really that sought after? Are they hard to find? And this guy's like, oh, yeah, I got three of them in my yard. Come pick one up. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I didn't have to go far. <laughs> That's a... That's an example. Yeah, exactly. Right, right there, man. You know. That's dope. And it, and it's crazy because, like you said, you put out... You, you, you give... Or you give back what you put out. Yeah. And uh, like when I met spock mm -hmm. it's like I'm, i've known the dude forever just it's crazy just <laughs> yeah. how people will open up and they're just they're they're authentic they're not yeah they're I, not those people he, like, he was going through a tough time when when not when we became really close for a while he was going through a divorce i took his ass to vegas and uh we had a great time in vegas actually we, we went a few times but we went for a clothing line um uh some kind of like uh where all the companies are there, mm -hmm. you know, and we were just checking out all the patches and the hats and stuff like that. So he's like, Hey, are you going to gamble or anything? I go, no, I don't, I don't feel any positive energy. So we just kept walking by the tables. I go, but I'm going to show you how to play. Do you know how to play craps? He says, no. I said, let's watch. So we watched and I showed him, this is why he's doing this and that on the last and final day we were walking by this Asian guy looks at me. And I look at him, and he smiles. The guy smiles at me, and, and I, I, I smile, and I just kind of waved. And then um, the guy throws the dice, and uh, everyone's clapping. And I go, Spock, hold on. Come back. We're going to jump on this table right now. This is the last day. We're there for three days. Last day, we're on our way out. I said, throw some money up there. Do what I do. Bet whatever you're comfortable with. 43 rolls later, I spread my bets across the table. I play the line. I back my bets. I do all that stuff on craps. I love craps. 43 rolls. Wow. I won every roll. As soon as that guy crapped out after like 40-something rolls, I took my seven $800, and we the whole table emptied, dude. Nice. And I told Spock, I said, dude, that will never happen again in your <laughs> lifetime, bro. That will never happen. What you just witnessed was impossible. The guys that were the judge and the guy with the stick and all that, he was just like, his mouth was dropped. Everybody was cheering, clapping, and, you know, it was awesome experience. But I felt something with that moment. That guy smiled at me. I smiled at him. I said, hold on. Let's jump on this table. I feel something really good here. And intuition, um, energy, it's real. Um because people can sense bad stuff too when something's coming. Oh yeah. So you can sense something good too. So like that was a that was a fun moment. That's awesome. <laughs> we went. I, I left Vegas with more money than I had coming in. <laughs> and I don't gamble. That's a that's a good problem to have. I'm not a gambler really. By say you know I watch everybody lose their money and I just sit there with a beer and laugh my ass off. I get mad when I lose <laughs> twenty bucks in the machine. Oh dude, I laugh my ass off at everybody when they lose. <laughs> they're like get your ass on the table i'm like no nah. <laughs> dude this feels bad and they just think i'm nuts you know <laughs> i'm like the energy's not good here man i'm not getting on the table and everyone's like smiling at me like 
yeah, this guy's a character. <laughs> and I just watch him lose 200 bucks like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my Vegas stuff. That's crazy. So what is next for your ventures? Do you have anything in the works that you can talk about or you want to talk about? or? Um, yeah, respect the locals, uh, Spock and I, Spock and Co., Streets and Avenues, and Iron Key Studios will be coming up with uh, hopefully a date so we can do this uh, local art show. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to get a 1,000 plus people to attend. I want it to be around that big. Um, downtown Peoria usually has an arch festival and I'm hoping to time it to where we can do it at the same time Ooh. so we can get our thousand people plus to come out and support local artists and then, um, downtown Peoria, excuse me, has, uh, their little art show going on down there. So I don't know with this whole COVID thing, if, if that's possible, but what we're going to do is we're going to draft it. We're going to put it on paper and um, put it uh, towards the city of Peoria and see if we can make it happen. That's awesome. That's one way to do it. Um, so there, so, so I, I don't think um, Tacos and Raz is going to happen because it's a private property and I don't want to bring that on to the Quijadas. Mm -hmm. they're, they're wonderful people and they don't need that stress. But um, So we have that. And then um, I do want to put a book out. A photo book um i think i need another year of shooting though because i think my work's gotten really good i want to put at least a hundred page book together and that's why i'm not um if i can find the right model and she has she oh shit sorry sorry about that it's all good um if i can uh put enough material together i like to have a hundred page photo book to put together i, I don't know why a hundred pages but it could be shortened. Um, and I know they're expensive to put together, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to just put anything in there. Um, but I think I might do that at my 10-year annual I'm doing this. So I'm getting pretty close to that 10-year mark. So I, got, I think i got a couple of years. So That's plenty of time I'll, to come up with 100. 100. Well, I, do, I probably have 100 now that I, that I love that are pretty iconic. As a matter of fact, that photo right there on that uh, with the car mm -hmm. and the trailer, Cheech Marin shared that photo. Really? Yeah. It's, um, it went viral on his page, and he was, like, making fun of it. Not making fun of it, but he's like, hey, check out this camping setup. You know, what do you think? Cool or not? Everybody loved it. So, yeah, I took that in Chino Valley. That's awesome. And, uh. Kevin Thompson was a car builder. They were called the Reapers Car Club back in the days. I don't even know if they even exist, but that was a very iconic. A bunch of rockabilly pages shared that, and it went viral, dude. I'm talking about thousands of shares. Thousands of shares, not likes. Mm -hmm. um, it, it went retarded, that photo. I mean, the Europeans loved it. And I think there's a lot there too with the Europeans, mm -hmm. with the uh, American Americana car culture. They they freaking love it probably more than we do because we take it for granted because it's here. Just like uh, lowriders low riders in Japan. Same thing. That is same point. Oh my gosh, it is crazy. Just in and just the not not just the lowriders, but the the Chicano culture. They're big yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. I have noticed that. I have seen a couple of documentaries on. On them um, dressing up like Chicanos, mm -hmm. you know, it's, like the homie it's interesting. lifestyle. It is <laughs> it's very, interesting. It's very interesting. Um, 
but uh like I said, that Jaroslav classic on Instagram, he the pinup stuff is is his world. Mm -hmm. You know? And uh, he loves Americans. He loves the American Hollywood. He loves that style. So, um, but he said he grew up on the uh, the eastern side, where it was more uh, communist. Mm -hmm. So he said they didn't really have a whole lot of access to, you know, American movies. Wow. Yeah. He yeah he said that straight up, man. He's like, yeah, we were on the eastern side, the eastern block, man, Slovakia, man. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. See, I mean. He, these are people that enjoy what we're doing out here. Uh, people love the the pinstriping, the hot rods, the lowriders, just uh, the American style, man. It's bigger than what we think. Mm -hmm. It's because we're in, indulged in it that we don't realize how big it is. Yeah. But but out in the world, oh yeah, it's huge. They they love it. They love it. I think there's a market out there for everybody. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, so. Um, I, I'm not really good at the marketing part, but um, I'm going to try to learn how to market my stuff a little better. Mm -hmm. Because every time I go out, I do sell prints, and that's how I make my money. So um, I do encourage models to DM me if um, they want to work with me. Also, um, I'm not afraid to pay someone that's professional um, that's at the level to where I want to be. Uh, and, and if she has what it takes, um, just um, send me your rates because um, I, I want to capture uh, iconic stuff. There's there's everyday stuff and then there's stuff that, that I think that stands out from everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to produce. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome to think like that. And not, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's good to think outside the box and have a different vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to I wanna leave something behind even... Um, if it's just one photo that everyone will remember, oh shit, that's blah, blah, blah from Phoenix. Yeah. He took that shot, dude. That's dope. That's like, awesome. Cool. Hey, all right, man. Thank you for, you know, liking it, you know? So yeah, that's where I'm going with all this. Now here, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions before we wrap this up. What would you, what would the, uh, the 15 year old you think? Would, would, what do you think that you'd be where you're at right now? Uh, probably if if you can look and see view it on like on a television or something mm -hmm. like you know see through the future the 15 year old me was just trying to get through the day um i i dropped out of school at that time so that was a really tough time in my life i think 15 years old i think you're like a freshman you know i dropped out that whole year um and i was running around with the wrong guys but when they started using uh, harder drugs is what really turned me off is uh, everybody went to uh, PCP. And when uh, PCP, it went from weed to, to drinking beer and partying, having a good time to, you know, PCP, angel dust, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, once I saw that, I was like, I'm fucking out, dude. I can't, I, I got to get out of this side of town. This is not good. I mean, something's going to happen to me. I'm going to go to prison. I'm going to end up being with the wrong guys. Um, I think the 15 year old would be freaking joyous right now. I mean, I raised four beautiful kids, young ladies that are great kids. Um, you know, we all have growing pains, a beautiful wife. Uh, I, I, we're both successful in our own ways. 
Um, and I think we're good people all, all, all in out. So I think the 15 year old um, would be really fucking happy. He's like, fuck, dude. I can't believe you fucking, we did it. We fucking got out of this place. Holy shit. I mean, I think I was 16 or 17 when my dad sent me to go look for my mom. My mom would leave for like four days at a time and not come home. And uh, she did that for years. So we didn't know if she was alive or not. You know, so there was a lot of uncertainty when you're 15, 16, mm -hmm. 17. But he would always tell me, here, take this. Um, go go down. She's over here. Go over there. I know she's over there. I'm like, why don't you go do it? And we get arguments, you know. And then I, I would hop in my little Volkswagen bug and put the uh, little 22 Beretta in my waistband and uh, go look for her. And, uh, and that's at 15, 16, maybe 17. For like three years, it was like chaos. Mm -hmm. So I would go to like these shitty apartments in East San Jose and go knock on doors looking for her. Wow. Yeah. That's it, deep. It, it was crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. I used to do all that. Dude, it's like no fear, dude. Like I didn't really have a whole lot of fear. I had a lot of anger as mm -hmm. a 15-year-old. Lots of anger. But I'm a different person because of it today, so. I think the 15 year old would be fucking so That's happy, awesome. dude. So, yeah, I think he'd be fucking like, dude, you did it. You raised good kids. You're in, you live in a good place. You were successful. You stuck to something for 25 plus years. Not only my wife, but my career. Raised all my kids. You know, so yeah, I think he'd be ecstatic. That's awesome. Considering I probably should be in prison or, <laughs> or fucking stabbed or dead or something. The universe has worked. The universe, uh, something just grabbed me by the head. And every time something bad came, it like turned me about a two <laughs> degrees this way. And I ended up going that way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat around all that, uh, all that shit. And my last question <laughs> to the little boy, little girl that's sitting here, hopefully listening. Mm -hmm. And they're interested in in photography or wanting to be a painter or mm. what what would your advice be to them um I, I would say that most people think that things are more difficult than what they they seem to be but they're really not <laughs> it's actually quite simple um when someone tells me something they want to do something i said oh that's easy you can do it and they just look at me and they go no, it's not. I said, yeah, it is. It's really simple, but you have to want it. Mm -hmm. If you're just going to play around and, and not take it serious, then you're just going to be okay at it. And that's, uh, I would say if you really, really want something, it's easy. It's easy. You can do it. Perfect. Yeah. It's perfect advice. Yeah. It's, it's easy. And it is a lot easier than people. People make it difficult or no, complicated. It's really simple, especially if you love it. It comes even easier. You heard it. <laughs> there you go so alright I'm going to go ahead and let you plug yourself and then we'll uh, go ahead and wrap this up so go ahead and plug your Instagram your website and uh, whatever else you feel like plugging alright um, streetsandavenues.co on Instagram um, and rodriguezphx underscore on Instagram I only have those two I also have a place where you can buy photos it's a it's a streets and avenues it's www.streetsandavenues. 
Um.com. I think I own that. Um, and it's on my Instagram, so you can, just, in, you, can, you can click on the link. The link is in his bio? Yes, and um, that'll take you to a Smug Mug, and you can buy anything you want, man. A print, awesome. you can buy anything. So That is awesome, mm-hmm. and it's very good quality work and it's unique so you're okay, you're well, definitely you. going to uh you're definitely going to love what you buy All with right, his artwork so yeah, thank you you've been listening to coffee with cali and i have streets and avenues thank you again for for making time for me inviting me into your home it's very much appreciated yeah man thank you for coming and i look forward to this event that you have coming up hopefully we get a date and, and uh yeah i'm sure he'll let you guys know on his instagram but uh mm-hmm. We're looking forward to it, man. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you.